She looked at the jewelry very casually. And eventually, on the last day of the trade show, she's like, By the way, I'd like to come visit your showroom and I'm really interested in your pieces. And I'm the buyer for Neiman Markets. So that's what? <laughs> that exactly. So that's when I was like, Oh, okay. You know, now this could be something. Welcome to Lead with Your Brand, the podcast that explores exceptional career success stories, inspiring and insightful personal brand journeys that answer the question Are you coffee or are you Starbucks? Fascinating conversations with leaders about their career breakthroughs from entertainment, tech, media, and more. You'll learn how they've turned up the volume on their brand to unlock success. Firsthand, uncensored, and real, as told by people who've been there. And plenty of inspiration and practical tools to help you lead with your brand every day as you drive towards your next career breakthrough. And now, here's your host, personal branding expert, diversity advocate, and keynote speaker, Jason Patria. Hey everybody, Jason Patria here, and you are listening to the Lead With Your Brand podcast. This is the podcast to help you turn up the volume, show your value, and lead with your brand to your next career breakthrough. I am super excited today to have the founder and owner of Blossom Box Jewelry, Rekka Brar. But before we have her on, I want to talk a little bit about your brand filter. Once you have your professional brand defined, you've got to create the packaging rules because how you package yourself is the way that you show up to people. Now, it's one thing to define who you want to be and who you are, but ultimately, you need to make sure that your dress, how you maintain your workspace, and ultimately how you present ideas is a reflection of of your brand identity. So let's talk a little bit about dress. You know, I grew up on the Universal lot here in Hollywood, California. And for years, people would come up to me and they would say, hey, Jason, you know what? It doesn't matter because it's entertainment and it's super casual and I can just wear cargo shorts and jeans and the head of the studio wears jeans. And I would say to them, yeah, you know what? Sometimes the head of the studio does wear jeans and they're thousand dollar jeans. Now, I don't mean that everyone needs to spend a fortune on clothing, but when you think about your brand, when you show up, does your look, does your ensemble actually reflect those brand attributes? Now, at minimum, it can't be negating those brand attributes. So if you are saying that you are creative and smart, is what you're wearing immediately say creative and smart when people see you? What are the choices you're making? It's a really important thing to think about in terms of your brand. The next thing is all about maintaining your workspace. You know, for years, I thought to myself, oh, it doesn't matter. I'm a pack rat. I like to have post-its and binders and things piled up and everything. And then I moved to a new office that was all glass. And people would walk by and they could see everything. And they would see my name placard on the door. And often, more than half of the time, I was out traveling the world doing consulting and speaking and training and all of those 
those great things. And I suddenly realized, wow, people are walking past this office and it says Jason Patria. And when they look in, they are not thinking showman. They are not thinking first mover. They are not thinking jet setter. Instead, they are thinking crazy old professor with stacks of pack ratted articles and magazines and everything. So I realized then and there, you know what? That counts because that's saying something about me when I'm not even in the office. So I had to make that commitment every single day. I'm going to open a file drawer and no matter how cluttered my desk is, it is all getting dumped in. And I realized I need to start selecting things that are sitting on my desk that are visual cues, packaging cues for what my brand is. Now, once you have that look and feel, that's there to support you. But ultimately, it's about how you present your ideas? Are you presenting ideas on brand? When you hop on that Zoom call, what can people see? What are you saying that introduces yourself that says you are here and you are unique and you are super premium? Now, I'm super excited to have Rekha Brar on the show today. She is the owner and founder of Blossom Box Jewelry, which is available in more than 100 national and international boutiques and retailers. It's jewelry that's designed for the woman who wants to stand out from the crowd and be bold, be daring, and be different. So who better to hear about your packaging rules than Rekha? We'll be back in just a few minutes. Hey everyone, we're all excited to get out of 2020. I want 2021 to be the year that you achieve your next career breakthrough. As I mentioned earlier, this year we've launched the Career Breakthrough Mentoring Program. We have the next small group cohort starting in early January so that you can truly own your career in 2021. Now space is limited and we're currently taking applications. Now this program isn't for everyone, But if you're an A-plus player ready to be known for your best authentic self and get the recognition you deserve, this program is for you. So if you'd like more information, visit us on leadwithyourbrand.com. And we're back. I am super excited to have our awesome guest, Reka Brar, join the show. Reka, how are you? I'm doing fabulous. Thank you so much, Jason, for having me. I look forward to speaking with you. I am super excited. So tell me, Reka, when you first meet people, how do you tell them who you are and what you do? Well, obviously, I introduce myself as Reka Brar, and they're like, oh, are you the jewelry girl? And I'm like, <laughs> yes, yes, I'm the jewelry girl. I love to make bold, daring statement pieces. Blossom Box is all about giving women that confidence to walk into a room and really express herself with the accessory that she's wearing. Each piece is handcrafted by women artisans in our workshop in India. So we really wanted to make sure that we were also helping women, not just our consumers, by helping them and empowering them to wear a standout accessory, but we also wanted women making our pieces. So We have a workshop where it's all women who handcraft these pieces, do the quality check before they send it here. And we're also wanting to use the highest quality gemstones at an affordable price, though, because at the end of the day, we don't want to be spending hundreds of dollars on a piece of costume jewelry, but we want to wear something that's high quality. So that's what makes us stand apart. And 
we're not looking for the simple modest pieces. We're looking for the wow factor. Like we want our girl to walk into a room and be like, wow, in a great way, in a fabulous way. <laughs> so that's what Blossom Box Jewelry is all about. <laughs> so tell me, you know, how did you even get into this line of work, right? Where This is all about great career breakthroughs. How did you break through into being an entrepreneur? Well, my immigrant parents were entrepreneurs from a very long time ago. So as as I was growing up, I would see them working so hard. They had these businesses and I just saw that growing up. But of course, you know, they wanted me to become like a physician or an accountant or an engineer, <laughs> the typical Indian, you know, we want you to be this. And they would, you know, take us to India and we would I would walk through the bazaar and I would just see women like making things with their hand and it would be so intricate. They would be weaving, they would be setting stones. And I was just awestruck. I was inspired by that vibrancy. And it was from the time I was a little girl that I always knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur Mm -hmm. uh, secretly. But um, of course, um, after I completed grade 12, I graduated Um, I went off to accounting school and I actually worked as an accountant for a few years and it was great. You know, I I really do enjoy the number crunching, Uh, but sitting in a cubicle from, you know, from nine to five just wasn't my calling. I couldn't, you know, see myself in 10 or 15 years, you know, sitting there just crunching these numbers. So that's when I decided, you know, it's time for me to make this move. And the jewelry was a hobby business. And it's when I had this, my first pop-up, and I realized there was just a lineup outside for the jewelry. That's when I realized that perhaps there's something here. Perhaps there's, perhaps people are looking for something different with an Eastern aesthetic. So that's, that's sort of when I made that transition. So what gave you kind of the gumption to know that you could be successful and and actually go home and say hi to your parents knowing that you weren't working the nine to five job? Yeah, so that's uh, really interesting because that's exactly what I was thinking. When I was running this hobby business, I literally had a Facebook page. I I did a pop-up and yes, that was successful. But at that time, I didn't know that it could be something more. But it's when we did our first uh, trade show and there was this woman who walked by our booth a few times and she, you know, chatted with us. She looked at the jewelry very casually and eventually on the last day of the trade show, she's like, by the way, um, I'd like to come visit your showroom and I'm really interested in your pieces and I'm the buyer for Neiman Marcus. So that's (laughs) that exactly. So that's when I was like, oh, okay, you know, now this could be something. So eventually, um, you know, just right after that, Neiman Marcus placed an order. And then of course, you know, once you have one department store account, then the other stores want to know what the buzz is about. They want to know what the jewelry, you know, is all about. And they saw these really, you know, nice statement pieces. And we opened some accounts with other stores as well. And that's, that's when I really knew that this can now be like a full-time career and it could be successful. And of course, now you're in over a hundred national and international boutiques and retailers, right? Yes, we are. And it's, it's been 
so great to able to showcase our pieces and help women feel empowered by wearing, you know, our pieces to events and really express themselves and really, you know, have that talking piece when they walk in, like, oh, that floral earring you're wearing, like, what's the story behind it? And I want every piece to tell a story. And so what is your favorite piece and what story does it tell? My favorite piece is definitely the mini Gatsby. It's this very ornate floral design with a ton of pearls. And my story growing up has always been wearing pearls. I would always run to my grandma and I would always go through her jewelry box and she had just a ton of pearls and I was always drawn to that. So when I created the mini Gatsby earrings, I wanted to incorporate some of my childhood into that piece. And uh, even when, it, and it's one of our best sellers today. So it's really heartwarming to know that my piece that I created with that told a story for me is now, you know, a part of someone else's jewelry box. Absolutely. So I love that everything has a story. So tell me a little bit about growing up in, in Canada and how that sort of informed who you are today. Yeah, so I grew up in a very small town called Merritt, BC. It was, it had a population of less than 8,000 people at that time. And the school I went to, the elementary school, was predominantly Caucasian. I actually was the only Indian kid um, in my classroom. And it was, it was a different experience. Um, I definitely encountered some racism and I, and I remember you know, sometimes wearing some earrings that were a little different, or I'd wear, you know, my mom would make me wear like this gold necklace that was a little different. And of course it was normal at home because I would see my grandma wearing similar stuff. I would see my mom wearing similar stuff. But then when I would get to school, I remember being questioned like, Oh, what is that? Like, why are you wearing that? And, and I just remember thinking to myself, this is beautiful. And I want people to know that there's not just one kind of style out there. There's, there's more and we have to be able to embrace it. So growing up, I did encounter being that different kid. And at times it was difficult, but once again, I, from a very young age, I love challenges and I would try to explain to the other kids that this was part of my heritage. And so it really meant a lot to, to me when my parents would take us back to India, because then I felt like, okay, I'm not abnormal. There is jewelry that's like this, or there are people who dress differently. So when I was able to bring these designs to life and then, I mean, then get them into these department stores, it was a big moment for me. It's paying homage to my culture and my heritage and just expressing my uniqueness And I feel that's so important to be authentic and be yourself. Absolutely. And so I have to ask you, because this is all about branding, but you really have, you know, the Blossom Box jewelry brand and your own. Tell me a little bit about how you defined the Blossom Box jewelry brand, because you you started off by saying it's bold, it's daring, it's different. How did you land on that for your business? Well, you know, basically I was playing around. I always knew I wanted two words that really had a thing to it, you know. And so me and my best friend, we were going through a whole bunch of names. We were putting it together. And then I said, let's just stop here and let's figure out what we want our woman to encompass. Like, 
what is it that we want her to to get from these pieces? And we kept the word blossoming kept coming up because at the end, we just want our woman to blossom. We want her to, you know, when she wears this piece to feel beautiful, to embrace herself and to blossom. And at that time, I thought I was going to do a subscription box. So Blossom Box came to life, but we ended up dropping the subscription box. And tell me a little bit about that, because that felt like it's been very on trend. As a as a business person, how did you determine which model really worked best for your line? Yeah, so we did put a lot of thought into the subscription box model. But then when we had uh, department stores approach us, and we just felt that it was probably best for the brand to stay away from the subscription box model, just because our pieces are handcrafted. They take a little time to make and they're so delicate and so much work has gone into it that I felt like I would not be able to produce, you know, X amount of styles each month. So I really wanted to take my time, create a solid collection every season. um, And therefore we decided that we would just stick to you know, launching a collection each uh, season and going that route instead. And so would you say that as a leader and a business owner, is your personal brand the same as the Blossom Box brand? I would hope so. I'm, you know, really big on empowering women. That is my personal mantra as well. And And I feel like as an individual, your personal brand usually, uh, you know, is a part of your executive brand. So the core values that I have, I see in my brand. So it's like my little baby because I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, I, I like to be that girl that goes to a party and stands out wearing nice accessories. Oh, yes. You know, I love empowering women and I see my brand doing, you know, empowering women to you know, whether it's fair trade, whether it's, you know, making them feel beautiful. So I definitely feel like there is an overlap and I wouldn't have it any other way. (laughs) (laughs) Now tell me, how has that evolved knowing that you kind of started your career, you know, crunching, crunching numbers, right? Which is probably the far opposite from the creative aspect of, of design and retailing. How have you had to kind of evolve your brand over time? And then especially thinking, you know, when you moved from sort of this hobby hobby artisan type of, of business to being in some like really big retailers. Yeah, there was a lot of evolving to do, Jason. Like the whole journey has been very interesting. I can't say there's been many dull moments each day. <laughs> each day there's been a new challenge, but I love challenges. I love waking up and figuring out a solution. And I think that's the core essence of many entrepreneurs is you need to be able to deal with challenges. Uh, So the brand has evolved um, throughout the years. Uh, First and foremost, I feel the brand has to evolve with your clients, like with our BB girl. So as she's evolving, so are we. And although we like to create story pieces and classic pieces, we also like to stay up to date with the trends. So as the trends are changing, we are evolving, but we always, you know, have our core mission in mind, which is that we want our girl to be bold. We want her to be daring and we want, 
We want our pieces to be different. But our brand's always evolving, especially with this digital era where the consumer wants to really be in touch with their with the brands that they're purchasing from. So whether they need to get in touch with you through Instagram, TikTok, Snapchat, um, Facebook. I mean, the list just goes on. There's so many social media platforms. The brand must evolve with the times. And uh, we started off as a Facebook page and I find it so fascinating now we're that we're on all these, you know, varying social media platforms, but it's just a way to communicate with our BB girl. And, you know, that's how we're trying to constantly evolve and, you know, just stay, stay in touch with them. Absolutely. I have a social media assistant who loves to talk to our clients and they love it. They feel very connected to the brand. So I feel like that that having that connection with them through these platforms is key. And what I found is organic content is king. People love to see other, you know, whether it's unboxing videos of other clients doing it or other clients wearing the pieces and explaining how they wore it or how it made them feel. We get some of the highest impressions on organic content. So if if there's a brand that's launching, um, you know, you don't have to invest thousands of dollars creating professional content. You can simply sell some pieces and ask your consumers to share um, or tag you because, you know, that content is very useful. Absolutely. Right. And I think I see so many times people are trying to be so scripted in their social media that it comes across as like inauthentic. Right. And what I'm hearing from you is it's kind of like those unique moments and those surprising moments when when you're able to capture that. That's what people really react to. They just love it. And I think now with so many brands creating all this produced content, people can tell the difference. And they're really looking for those authentic brands that are just showing it all, whether it's good, bad, but they're showing everything. And they really, they really appreciate that. So it's one thing to be super on brand when you're designing beautiful things, but how do you keep it on brand throughout the whole workflow of discovering and ordering and shipping? Um, what are those things that you've put in as a self-proclaimed perfectionist um, to keep it on brand? It's challenging. I, I mean, I have a very precise eye. So if I don't see the colors, you know, the color palette being used throughout the website and then the packaging, I'll pick it up right away. And I'll, I'll obviously uh, get in on a meeting with my graphic designers or my web developer, but just keeping things consistent. And I know we always take that word for granted because everyone talks about consistency, but I feel that if you can create some consistency, whether it's your color palettes, whether it's your mission, whether it's the values, who you're aligning yourself with, if you can keep those things consistent, then you'll have a very cohesive brand. So that's how we try to sort of keep things flowing. So people, before they even open our box, know it's from Blossom Box because they've seen the color schemes on our social grid or on our website. They've seen the flowers. They've seen the blossoming florals, you know, throughout, throughout our graphics. 
So as someone that is, you know, spending so much time on branding the business, what are some of the things that you've learned around branding that anyone could apply to their own professional brand, even though they don't work in a wonderful, creative and aesthetic business like you? I think the most important thing is, of course, being authentic. That's that's, you know, key because especially now where people are being bombarded with so many choices, you need to be able to stand out. And I feel the best way to stand out on a very small budget is telling a story. Tell your story. Tell the consumer how you started the business. And if you had to go through some challenges, they actually would like to hear that. So I feel like telling a story telling them how you got there, they will feel that connection with you. Absolutely. So speaking of challenges, what has been one or two of the biggest challenges that you faced as an executive and a business owner? I think just keeping up with the times. Like I I mean, my friends started talking about TikTok about a year ago, maybe even a little over a year ago. And I was like, hmm, what's TikTok? <laughs> So I feel like there's so many up and coming social media um, platforms and as a brand and trying to run a brand and then trying to do the branding. And, and even though I have a team, but just getting started on these new social platforms, because it's a completely new audience, trying to figure out what kind of content works on that platform has been challenging because Every social media platform caters to a specific type of content, like not necessarily cater, but like they, the audience resonates with a particular type of content. So Mm -hmm. that's been challenging. But as you know, Jason, I love challenges. So (laughs) I'm always up for the challenge. So right now, um, TikTok is the latest challenge and I'm excited to see what happens on the platform because, um, You know, it's just another way to create great content and showcase it. Now, I couldn't let you go as someone in the, you know, fashion and accessories and retailing business without asking you about people's professional brand and how they how they dress. So what is your advice um, in particular for women listening? Right. What have you found is sort of the secret sauce in terms of dressing in a way that is both authentic, but is still inviting and appropriate for the context of of business, whatever that business might be? Yeah. So I've always, you know, been true to myself in terms of the way I dress. Uh, Of course, you have to obviously look at the event or occasion where you're going, but I feel it's imperative to really figure out your style. What's your favorite colors? What type of attire do you enjoy wearing? And not be pressured into wearing something that's not you because it's, even though you may not say anything, it's going to it's going to come across as you're not someone who's feeling confident when you wear, for instance, a dress that you're not comfortable in. I feel like it's important to figure out your style and then pair it with some amazing accessories because, you know, it's all about, it's all about your styling and it's really important to feel confident in your own skin because you could be wearing uh, you know, a thousand dollar sweater, or you could be wearing a twenty dollar sweater. But if you're comfortable in that piece of clothing, it 
it's going to say a lot about you. And that's right where the true confidence really shows up, right? It does, yes. So I just have a couple of final questions for you. So obviously, other than your fabulous brand, what is your favorite consumer brand that you're personally obsessed with? What what is what can you not live without from a brand perspective? Oh, I have so many. I I wouldn't say I have a specific brand. Of course, I have the classics that I always gravitate towards, which is like Chanel, YSL. But of course, then there's other brands. I'll walk into like Zara, Urban Outfitters. I love everything at Anthropology. So I don't think I have a specific brand that I can't live without, but I love to give all brands that, you know, catch my eye a chance. And if you were a type of car, what type of car would you be? Oh, that's a tough question because I live in New York City. I have so <laughs> far in years. Um, so, I, you know, when I was living in British Columbia, I did drive a Jetta, a Volkswagen. And I have to say that that was a great car because of the speed. I love speed. And as an entrepreneur, I always feel like we're in the fast lane. You know, I would say I'm a very simple person and a simple car would be just fine for me. And what would be your best career advice that you'd like to pass on to the listeners here? So my best career advice is to do something that you're passionate about. I know this advice has been given many times by many other entrepreneurs, but I can't stress it enough just because you have to wake up each day and you have to imagine yourself like, can I be doing this for the next 20, 30 years? And if you're not passionate about what you're doing, then you're counting down the hours and you're not really being that authentic to yourself. So find something that you're passionate about, even at your current job. If you don't like it, perhaps there's some tasks that you really enjoy doing and maybe capitalize and learn those tasks. So maybe they can move you around in your company if you don't have the luxury of starting your own brand. But my you know, best career advice is just find something you're passionate about. Well, Reka, thank you for embracing yourself and sharing your story with us. It's been great having you on. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure speaking with you. And we'll be back with my final thoughts in just a couple of minutes. Are you tired of not being recognized for your work? Are you ready to rise above the rest and accelerate to the next level? The Lead With Your Brand Career Breakthrough Mentoring Program will help you take control of your career, develop your own unique brand, and catapult you to a whole new level of success. You are a top performer, and the Lead With Your Brand Career Breakthrough Mentoring Program is what you need to get you there. Visit leadwithyourbrand.com to learn how. Well, I don't know about you, but that was such an amazing conversation with Rekka. You know, one of the things that really stood out to me was this whole notion of authenticity. And, you know, frankly, I get tired of people talking about authenticity because it just feels like a buzzword that we throw around. But what I got from our conversation was the notion that authenticity 
is really linking your brand to your story and what unique experiences that you have had that define you as uniquely you and different from the rest. Ultimately, that's how to not be a commodity and how to be a super premium brand. So your homework is to really get in touch with your own brand story. What are those experiences that you had as a child? What are those pivotal moments that impacted you growing up that have defined who you are today? When you can get in touch with those elements, you can find that amazing brand story that allows you to show up as the authentic you in terms of your point of view and your mindset. Well, that's the show. I hope you enjoyed your time with us today. If you did enjoy the show, make sure you hit that subscribe button so you don't miss anything and you get notified about the show launch every single Tuesday. And of course, I'd love for you to leave a comment and rate the show. Feel free to follow me on social media at Jason Patria on all platforms and make sure that you follow on LinkedIn where I share all of my latest tips on how you can lead with your brand to your next career break. Through. And finally, in your career, don't ever be a commodity like coffee. Make sure that you are a super premium brand. You've been listening to Lead With Your Brand, the podcast that explores and uncovers exceptional career success stories and inspiring personal brand journeys with your host, personal branding expert, diversity advocate, and keynote speaker, Jason Patria. Remember to subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Visit us at leadwithyourbrand.com.